Hey, yo, the Deej. Yeah? Did you finish your homework? Yes. Did you do your chores? Yes. Even the dog poo? Yes. Do you want to watch a movie? Sure. What are we watching? Episode three. Episode three. Well, we made it this far. Let's just hope we get we get to keep going. I man, I think people are actually kind of liking it. Well, that makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me kind of happy too. As a matter of fact, I think we owe some thanks. Oh yeah. So um, from the two well, the two episodes that have come out recently have got over one hundred. Um, views combined. Yeah, a hundred listens total between our two podcasts. Guys, thank you so very much. That means a lot to us. I mean, oh my gosh, we made over a hundred. I didn't think we'd make it past 50. I honestly thought that if we had like two people to listen to our first podcast, that would be enough, honestly. Gold. But <laughs> I mean, my goodness, guys, thank you so much. Oh yeah, thank you so much. All of you, like everyone that's listened this far, thank you so much. You guys, people are amazing. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, so we are actually going to get right into our movie right away. Mm-hmm. We did want to add something really quickly about the oh. uh, the anti-blue cheesometer. Okay, so for this episode, unfortunately, all you anti-blue cheesometer fans, we didn't want to do it for this episode because this entire movie, The NeverEnding Story number 1, is just cheese. The entire thing is Gorgonzola. The entire thing, but in the most beautiful kind of way. It's like, yes, it's stinky, but it's a good stink, you know? It's like, cheese you like, it's super stinky, but you love it. You love the stink. (laughs) Absolutely. So, probably the only other thing that we really could call cheese in the movie, which we did talk about, Mm -hmm. is um, the actor that plays Atreyu. His accent. Oh, the accent is horrendous. See, like, sometimes you can hear, like, oh, yeah, you can hear his accent. And the other time, it's like, oh, no, it's just him talking. It's being right. normal. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's like, he'll have, like, kind of, like, that Shakespearean kind of, like, English accent. To and be then, or not to be. But then it's like, all of a sudden, he's just back to speaking English it's, it's again. Like, Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So, anyway, um, once again, welcome. This episode, we're going to be covering the never-ending story. Just one of those beautiful, just over-the-top cheesiness, 80s nostalgia movie. It was released in 1954. 1954? It, or, my, I'm sorry. <laughs> 19- Where are you and Godzilla? <laughs> my bad. It was released in 1984. There we it go. was based off of a, a German book, which has like a really long German name. And if you thought that I messed up Japanese last week, Ooh. man, the German pronunciation, I'm not even going to try it. Anyway, it was originally published in 1979, a very good year. As a matter of fact, if I say so myself. Tons of punk rock and dad's birth. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, the book was written by uh, Michael End. This this is really cool. I wanted to share this with you. The book was number one on uh, German's most famous, uh, excuse me, Germany's most famous 
bestseller list, Der Spiegel, mm. it was number one for 113 weeks. Wow. Uh, it's a long time. And then it stayed on the list in some form for additional 332 weeks after that. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. apparently the book is absolutely phenomenal. It was translated into English in 1984. The movie starred Noah Hathaway, who played Atreyu. Atreyu! Atreyu! Uh, Barrett Oliver, who played Bastion. Uh, Tammy Stornock, who played the Childlike Empress. And Alan Oppenheimer, who did uh, the voices for Falcor, Gmork. I think Rockbiter as well. Rock he Biter? did the voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he definitely threw down on that. <laughs> uh, the down. score was composed by Klaus Doldinger, uh, uh, who was from the German jazz group Passport. I guess they made some good music back in the day. <laughs> um, the English version of the theme song that was performed by Lamal uh, and Beth Anderson, uh, also performed by Dusty Buns and Susie Poo. Stranger Things, come out with season four, please. Already, we're let's go. We're kind of waiting. Um, and I that that song has been a staple in the household for a very long time. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yeah. What? what? We're going to do a little segment. Come oh, on. Oh, we're going to do a little segment? What part is What are we doing? The beginning of the song. Okay, let's do it. Go ahead. Start us off. Turn around. What? What? And look at what you see. Uh, uh. Sing it. <laughs> All right, and that that's the beginning of the song, in case you guys didn't listen to the beginning. <laughs> you threw down on that, buddy. Um, the budget for this movie was $27 million. Which back then, in the 80s, when, like, action figures cost a buck, that was a Man, lot of money. That's a lot of money. And it made over $100 million, uh, for <gasps> the entire movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, they definitely did pretty good. Um, the movie only covered the first half of the book. This movie. Yeah. There's, like, three parts. Me and Dad have not seen anything else. I have not seen part two or part three for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I guess part two and part three is the, the completion of the book. Uh, most of the film was actually shot in Germany in a sound in a sound stage. Um, the outside shots, like the one where the bullies are chasing them, yeah, that's in Vancouver, British Columbia. Nice. And then there was the beach scene where Atreyu kind of showed up on it mm -hmm. uh, later on yeah, after getting dropped. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, that was filmed in Spain. So they're just like all over Europe, not touching America. <laughs> <laughs> well, they went to Vancouver. Vancouver's not in Europe; it's in Canada. So. Um, it's still not America. This is also very true. Uh, <laughs> Michael End didn't like the way the story was portrayed. So much so, he asked for the title to be changed or actually for production to be halted altogether. Uh, the producers did none of that. And the author ended up suing uh, the producers of the movie. I told and you I he, like a good lawyer. No, he totally lost. Oh, no. oh, yeah, he totally lost. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> uh, he was uh, quoted as saying that the movie is gigantic melodrama of kitsch, commerce, plush, and plastic. I did not get a single word of that. Uh, well, I just think he was just being extra salty. Really, that's all <laughs> <Right>. that was. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely sucking his teeth out. He was definitely doing that. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like the business uh, the business side of the movie, if you will. And now, on to the show! On to the movie! 
Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to cover his mouth. He was going to go way longer. Oh, how dare you, sir? Dude, we need to keep this like 40, 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Okay, I'm right. I'm with you. All right, how do we start it off, my dude? We're just going with the opening bit. So okay. obviously you see like weird clouds and you're just like, what in the entire fudge is going on? <laughs> you're super confused. <laughs> right. And then um, the music plays and then you see the title go by. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It is. I, I love it. And what were you saying? You think that that is, uh, that's top one three. of the top three best opening opening sequences to a movie? Um, I can do two of my top three. Okay, go <laughs> off for the top it. Top of my head. Sec in first place is Never Ending Story. Right. And second will be um Jaws two. The movie isn't great, but the opening's pretty good. You know, I have to say though, Jaws two is not is not bad. Jaws three, on the other hand, is. Well, we don't we don't talk about that. Film. Fair enough. All right. That that film will never be spoke of again. <laughs> um, and then we go right into the movie. Mm-hmm. We see Bastion wake up. And he says, I had a dream about mom. Mm-hmm. And um, do we ever find out what happens to her? You know, not in the movie. I don't think we ever find out what happens to his mom at all, as a matter of fact. Well, Maybe in the sequels. Or even in the books, they might oh, talk yeah. about it. Which, yeah, we we have not read yet. Um, The dad character who... Gerald Mc... Uh, yeah, Gerald McRaney. Yeah, Gerald McRaney is his dad. The character... Is making a gross OJ egg drink. Who does that? Was, uh, yeah, so apparently I was looking into that. That is like a hangover helper or something. So I think dad was kind of... A little... Yeah, he's kind of pouring him down a little bit. <laughs> pouring him down like, the night before. Oh, um, they start talking about fantasy in a little bit. And then my sister said, unicorns are perfect. <laughs> they did. Like salty to the dad. <laughs> oh, also... Dad's kind of a jerk. Oh, yeah. His dad is really kind of a jerk, for He's sure. evil. The three boys and Bastion do, um, like, you know, like the running sequence mm-hmm. where he gets yeeted into a trash can? <laughs> he, he totally yeeted him into the trash can. I know this this phrase wasn't around by then, but we're just going to use it, so excuse us. <laughs> um, also, one of the kids, and we're really disappointed... Well, the kids wearing a flash shirt, and they happen to be evil. Yeah, I saw that too. The kid with the black jacket on. I totally thought he had a, a clash shirt on, dude. It disappoints me that 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 this is the how the clash is being represented. This is not a good representation of the clash, man. Not at all. How dare you, kid? I know, right? <laughs> you must be ashamed. <laughs> um, um. Then the second run scene, they um right into they went. They go right into the bookstore, and they beat a very old crabby yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Bastion, uh, Bastion runs away from the bullies for the second time, and then he runs into that old bookstore. Mm-hmm. And then and then um, they talk for a little bit, and then the bookstore owner says this really good line. Always sell your small rectangular objects. They're called books. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. It's such a good line. Um, The bookstore owner, Thomas Hill, I believe, is... Oh, the actor, mm-hmm. and the name in the movie is Carl... Carl... It's uh, Carl Conrad Coriander. But I just call him Triple C. Triple C in the house. You know, we never hear his name in the movie. I actually had to look that up in like IMDb or something, which is a shame because <laughs> that's got to go down as one of the all-time greatest movie names ever. Um, the great shot of, uh, the book symbol, because he puts the book down after he's reading it. Yeah. And don't worry, this sweet symbol comes in later. Oh, man, I do love that symbol. And you're right, it does come in later. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you get for now. For Oh, my gosh. Um, 
and then he takes the book, leaves a little note, and he and he doesn't see him take the book, but he looks and he's like, "Oh, I know what you did, fool." Yeah, absolutely. And he kind of like gives that like little knowing smile, mm-hmm. like no, he's like, "I know what I did." That was a complete <laughs> setup. He knew he knew Bastion was gonna take oh, that yeah. book from Jump for sure. Um, the note. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not going to spend too much time on that. <laughs> the note is hilarious, though. Um, Bastion late again to school. And his dad just told him, don't be late again. <laughs> um, the name's a bit lazy. Like, everyone hears the name Sebastian. It's very popular. No, Bastion. You got rid of the Seb. Yeah, like... <laughs> this bit was so funny because he said, like... Like, you look up everything, his name in, like, Wikipedia, IMDb, and all this stuff is Bastion. Not a nickname. Like, that is his name. Like, come his on. His name of giving birth. like, his parents were lazy. They just didn't want to put the Seb in the front of oh, it. Oh, then again, if they were lazy, they would have just called him Seb. <laughs> That's also true, too. <laughs> um, he f- So he runs up, and he finds, like, a attic key, I yeah. think, and yeah. opens up the attic. I would just live in that attic. The attic is phenomenal. The only creepy thing is um, wolf heads, skeletons, and skulls. Yeah, there was like some mad scientist mm-hmm. gear in that too, like like, like beakers and it's like Indiana Jones hang out in there. <laughs> a, I like that attic though, man. But like, also, what kid runs to school late, looks in his class, realizes, meh, I'm not going to go to class, <laughs> but then runs to the attic of the school. Although I will say. I would run to the attic of that school because yeah. it was pretty cool. And he does he does a very nerdy thing. So we already covered that he took the book. He runs into the attic of the school to read the book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, why don't you read in the bathroom? Where it's um, like a potty. Or just go back home. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're already late for school. You're not going to school. But yeah, you're still going to hang out at school? Like, come on, Bastion. It's, it's weird. Um... <laughs> And then we get, like, sucked into the book, or, like, we we see the events of the book as he's reading it. Yes. Yeah. And then, um... It kind of seems like we're jump- yeah. we jump right into it, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, we meet the little group of Nighthawk and Terry Weenie? Uh, Teeny Weenie. Teeny Weenie? Yeah, Teeny Weenie. Teeny Weenie's the dude, yeah. the cat with the, uh, the oh, racing snail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the racing snail's so cute. He's super cute. Super cute. And then Rock Bear rolls in on his sick scooter. Oh, dude, he's, he's like, got a totally sick scooter, man. <laughs> but can we talk about the brake system on that scooter as well? They're phenomenal. Like, they stop on a damn dime. I, I don't understand. I know the story isn't exactly set in, like, 1980s technology, but their technology's pretty dang good. I would I would agree. Absolutely. Like, some pretty profound technology. <laughs> and then Rockbiter sits down, starts eating the rocks, and said, these are such delicious rocks. Since you- Almost killing everyone on the <laughs> bottom, by the way. And no, and like, you guys might at home be saying like, it's just a bad pun, his name. Which, it is. It, it totally is. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> he starts talking about um, the nothing, which mm. is one of the most horrifying, like, disaster events in the movie. Yeah. Pretty yep. dang scary, just saying. I agree. Um, the world is called Fantasia, mm-hmm. and then all the guys agree. Oh well, all the people, because I don't know if one of them is a girl, and I don't want to be rude. Um, they make a mission to Ivory Tower. Yeah, and the snail just goes like zoom. And it was crazy because the rock is like, "You're gonna take this snail. We're never gonna get there in time." <laughs> He's like, "Don't worry about it. It's, it's a, a racing, racing snail." snail. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. It's no, kind of convenient. because even the rock biter was like, well, even if it is a racing snail, <laughs> he's still not going to make it, dude. 
And then he goes, zoom. He does, man. That is so cool. Wendy, do you know this? People who are wearing headphones, we are so sorry. Okay, what happened? Rockbiter. We gotta go, man. I know. I know. Well, no, because the other guy, too. Um, the uh, back dude. Yeah, the bat dude. Nighthop. Yeah, Nighthop, yeah. man. First of all. Anyway. We'll get yeah, there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll get it's there. A, it's actually coming up. Right is, it, is it coming up? Yeah, because um, that guy, dude. Yeah. Um, he gets up. He finally goes. We do this like cool, kind of like going montage, kind of like the Rocky montages, kind of like like it. the like little action montage. Yeah. yeah. Um, where they're like running travel, through. It was a traveling montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or ivory tower shot. Why does it look like something out of a token book or a painting? One hundred percent. Like that is like that quintessential kind of fantasy painting that you have, like uh, <laughs> uh, like with a black light that yeah. hangs over it that glows. Oh, that would look so. I'm rad. telling you, I love that shot. It's gorgeous. Oh, Nighthawk, you're kind of a jerk, and you treat your cute bat. He looks so flipping cute. Oh, that bat's like, so cute. Him. Like he's beating his bat, dude. Mm-hmm. Like. Animal cruelty. I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling somebody. I'm calling the ASPCA. <laughs> on... <laughs> and we're just and they're just gonna give him to us because we think he's adorable. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely take care of that bat, dude. That bat is amazing. Plus, we have like travel. You yeah, know, like, like we can just fly anywhere. But yo, you're on. You're in your Lamborghini. I'm in my bat, son. Question. Mm-hmm. Racing snail or the bat? Which one are you taking? Gosh, this is such a hard question. But I'm more of a man of what people don't like. So I'm going to go with the snail. I like the snail, too. I would totally pick the snail. He's so cute. I oh, just want to so snuggle cute. him. Oh, it's the best. And I love how, like, the guy, you just see him, like, pat under his chin, be, like, so smooth <laughs> with him. Teeny Weenie's very kind to his snail. That's And then right. Nighthawk is just like, yeah, yeah, I love that yeah. name, Teeny Weenie. It's such a funny name. <laughs> and he actually is Teeny Weenie. He really is. I, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, that's the same dude that ended up playing all the Oompa Loompas in, um... No, we don't talk about this We film. don't, yeah, we don't. It's not. It's the but, remake but the of same dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the music for the Ivory Tower shot scene is really rad. Yeah. It's like, um, if you've ever seen, like, medieval movies, it's like when they get up to the castle gates, there's like, like that kind of theme. Yeah, the score for this movie, mm-hmm. we probably didn't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really, really is good. Um, we get in, we have all the people talking. And they're saying, the Empress can solve the nothing. Mm-hmm. And this is the worst part of all. She's ill. That's the most, like, inconvenient thing ever. Yeah, she's sick because I believe it's the nothing that's mm-hmm. making her ill. Like, biting away at, like, her health, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like chipping it away. Yep, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. Dude, it's, um... And that dude yeah. comes out, like, the, the, what is it, like, the ambassador cat, right? The cat with the, like, the, mm-hmm. the big, long, white beard. Which fine beard oh it's I a very say. fine beard yeah that <laughs> like, whole look is super dope dude like in like the white suit he looks like he's just gonna put on like um golden sunglasses and then just start like spitting bars <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like that guy yeah he just looks like just that cool cat that like he's also like the guy that's like on the top of the mountain that is like the super wise guy yeah you know what i mean but like <laughs> will make you work for the answer that you're yeah. seeking <laughs> <laughs> um also, we hear the first mention of the Plains people and Atreyu! Atreyu! The Plains people that hunt the purple buffalo. The purple buffalo. <laughs> um, Atreyu, the child. Yep. Major teen sass action over here. He does have... <laughs> Dude, the sass he's giving to that guy, he's like, I'm not a child. I'm a warrior. I'm like, mm, you're a babe. 
<laughs> you're you're a wee lamb. Also, this bit makes it so. Oh, you know the pressure they put on him, like, like oh yeah, you have to save the entire world. Like, wait a minute. Not only do you have to save the entire world, right? You can't bring any weapons with you. <sighs> you have to do this weaponless. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, you'll be fine. fine. You'll uh, be fine. You don't. You definitely won't die or your horse. <laughs> oh. Foreshadowing. Oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, then the, like, the dope, like, him riding his horse scene is pretty rad. Oh, man, that, that action, mm-hmm. that action montage right there, or the traveling montage mm-hmm. right there, the song that's in the background mm-hmm. of that, I can have that in the background anytime, dude. Um, Artrex, you beautiful horse. Artrex oh. is gorgeous. I am deathly afraid of horses, but Artrex is Un- our taxes mm-hmm. unbelievably gorgeous um, and then they run up for like a couple biomes i guess and mm-hmm. then they run up, run up to this like rocky bit and he's kind of like riding at like an angle towards like the forward shot yeah and then you see a rainbow in the background so yes like, can we get a double rainbow yeah, double rainbow <laughs> double rainbow i love that scene that's like mm-hmm. a total classic fantasy scene too right there man mm-hmm and then um, we see this little cave because obviously they've made it into like somewhere else, like a forest bit. Mm. And then you hear, and then there's like the storm. You see green eyes, and you have no idea if you haven't seen the movie before. And then you see um, Gamork for the first time. You do see Gamork. You see the glowing eyes of Gamork. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do we see the face right there, um, or is it just the eyes? You see like lightning strike, and then you kind of like get oh, like, it's a, a flash. Quick, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, and which is like. That's like classic horror stuff. Oh, dude, it's it, it was completely terrifying as a child watching mm-hmm. that. Um, the desert area and the crystite fields, like that. Oh, whole the bit. desert and yeah, the crystal fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had that de- desert yeah. scene where he's going. There's another action or travel montage mm-hmm. scene. So you have the desert, and then right after that was like the uh, the crystal uh, fields. Yeah, as well. if you've played like Fortnite season five or the current Fortnite season, it kind of looks like that. Actually, it does actually. Yeah, the middle bit of the map, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we gotten a Treyu skin yet? Oh, oh, or a Falcor. Um, Falcor. Okay, well. <laughs> we, we are going on a tangent. <laughs> um, Swamps of Sadness. Oh, oh the Swamps of sat DJ. We're already there. We're already at, like, what are we, 40 minutes into the film? 40, almost 50. And, like, we're already at the Swamps of Sadness. Like, the scene. Yeah. The quintessential scene. Like, this has ruined tons of kids' childhoods. It's ruined my childhood! I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> like, traumatized, dude. Right, anyway, talk about it. Like, sadness, tens- you gotta, yeah. you gotta, yeah. Sadness um, overcomes, and if you're really sad, which... I'm, I've looked at the place, it's pretty depressing, it's so very I depressing. would understand. Absolutely. You sink, which is like the most inconvenient thing ever, once again. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you're sad, you die. And, it, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, already, I hate, dude, I hate this scene so much. We're already here. I, I know. I hate it so much because he's in there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's just, they're just sitting there. First of all, Atreyu is riding mm-hmm. Artex into the swamp to begin with, right? First of all, bro, you wear, you weigh some weight. Man, mm-hmm. you're weighing down Artex. Mm-hmm. He's getting stuck in the mud, and you're just riding him like it's just some regular old dirt road mm-hmm. down the way, which obviously it's not. So, okay, yeah. fine. We realize that we're sinking in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, we forgot to mention his sweet drip. Oh, that's right. He did get the sweet drip. We totally missed the drip. 
he ended up getting the Orin back at the ivory tower. Yeah. Totally our bad. That that Orin necklace still Ooh, to this sweet. day, one of the sweetest drips ever to come out in the movies. Like he should wear a Supreme jacket. Let oh oh yeah, Louis. That whole leather outfit he was wearing was Supreme, baby. Just saw a red Supreme logo on there. We're all good. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, going back to the the swamp of sadness, man. When Artex. he got off, and he's walking Artex, dude. Like you, I don't know if it's me. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen this movie so many times, but like, but I really start seeing Artex get sad. Like the horse itself yeah. starts getting sad. Artex, please, boy, come on, like walk. Oh my God, come on, Artex, like stop being sad, dude. Stop being sad, please. Oh, daddy. Daddy and the DGOs. I don't want to watch. It's it's so true. When that scene came up, like, <laughs> even at this point, dude, like, I almost really thought about fast-forwarding. I was like, no, we don't need to see this. We can just go past this bit. Um, Dad literally paused the movie and came on and just started crying on me. It's it's so true. Like, I started having single-tier action, guys. I had to go and get a cuddle for my son for a minute. It's <laughs> traumatizing. Um, it still crushes, Daddy. Forty-one, and it still burns. It does. It burns my soul, Deej. It absolutely our, crushes. Our text was. <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. Our text is overcome by the sadness, and the entire Lopez clan and all our samurai sword action <laughs> is just sad. It's we're devastated. It's devastated. Absolutely devastated. <laughs> Bastion, when he goes back with the real, he's like, Wait. Yeah, Bastion was really hurt by this whole situation as well. Like, that really took a lot out of him. Who wouldn't get hurt? Oh, yeah, okay? by reading a horse. I'm sorry. Getting KO'd. Especially a horse like Artex. <sighs> Such a good horse. Um, He's so sad. And also, and we didn't write this down, but I just have to say it. Um, Why? Was he not sinking when he was obviously sad? That's totally convenience and cheese. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to have the only cheese we can call. Well, this is actually the sec. Well, it's technically the third cheese because mm-hmm. we the whole movie. And it's then cheese. a tree's accent's terrible. Yeah. So we're kind of doing cheese. But I'm just going to call this base total cheese and convenience. 100-year-old cave-grown blue goat cheese that just doesn't taste it's good. It's the worst. It's the worst cheese you can possibly get. It 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 tastes like you. It came out of a toilet. <laughs> it does not taste good. Um, we meet the turtle, who's just sneezing, and then he's just like totally like roasting him. He is. He's like the turtle is a complete nihilist, <laughs> by the way, right? Mm, I don't care if I would, but perhaps. <laughs> The world's going to die. It's going to be my fault because I don't help. All right. I'm just going to chill with my little pipe. <laughs> just like he's wearing like a the one monocle just with his pipe. <laughs> with his little tobacco pipe like, mm, yeah, the world's going to end. Mm, who cares? <laughs> it won't affect me. Because <laughs> I'm forever living. He isn't. He, he will not make it. <laughs> he, will, he won't make it. He will not make it. Oh, and, and I actually kind of like him. The, the way they oh, act him too. is good. I do. Can we also talk about the fact that, like, when he sneezed, like, mm-hmm. ten times, and ten. he knocked off a Atreyu twice, twice <laughs> off the tree, and Atreyu's still coming out talking to the daggone turtle. First of all, how is Atreyu not getting mad that he's getting sneezed on? And then he's like, why is he like, I'm allergic. 
to you. <laughs> Dude, that turtle is completely roasting not, Atreyu, man. Not that matters. And then um, Gamork comes in. Oh, we do see Gamork, yeah. And then three, two, one. Falcor! Falcor is finally there, guys. We see him. He has to save. He has to save Atreyu from almost sinking into the swamp of uh, sadness. And I love how, like, Atreyu is just being totally pathetic. Well, Deej, come on, buddy. He just lost Artex. Like, wouldn't you be pathetic as well? Like, I don't know if I want to go on. Not only do you lose Artex, right? Mm -hmm. But you're still in the swamp of sadness being sad, mm -hmm. being overcome almost by the swamp, mm -hmm. you're going to be pathetic, buddy. That is, uh, dang, that's cold-blooded. But I still have to roast him because he deserves it for his <laughs> bad accent. <laughs> that is a bad accent. Um, Falcor saves Atreyu. Mm -hmm. And, like, the scene, like, when, like, lows, oh, it's so cool. Oh, yeah, because um, uh, the clouds open up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they almost part and, like, the sun kind of um, seeps through uh, the, the blackness, doesn't it? Oh, we came up to your top five greatest dragons. <laughs> yes! So, ladies and gentlemen, In we order? have... Well, well, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. One second. Um, DJ and I mm -hmm. came up with a top five greatest dragon list <laughs> because of Falcor, as a matter of fact. Okay. And um, so, before we get into ours... Mm -hmm. We would like you to go on our Instagram page. And tell us yours. Yeah, tell us your top five greatest dragons of all time. We would like to hear from it. Yeah, and our Instagram page is movies my dad made me watch underscore podcast. That's right, exactly. And you can find us on Instagram. And uh, we would love to uh, hear your top five. But um, DJ, why don't you tell the good folks your top five? Okay, well, me and dad made this together. So I'll do an order to like five to one. Okay. In number fifth put in number five place is Falcor. In fourth place, which I hate that we put him in fourth place, but we did. Mushu. <laughs> Mushu, you are the best. Mushu, you are the best. He, he isn't Mushu Donkey from Shrek. Yes, it's the same actor. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy is the is the uh, name of the actor. One of the greatest com uh, comedians of all time. I can't wait to show you some of his movies. Um, Smaug from he, Smaug is in third from The Hobbit mm -hmm. or The Hobbit the book. That's right. Um, Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. And in first place, Daddy came up with this because I honestly don't know who the character is. Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> it's a complete troll. It's a complete troll. But come on, man. Puff the Magic Dragon who is lives the magic by dragon? the sea. It was, um... It was a sh it was like a show that came on like in the 70s. He had like a whole bit, man. It was... It was terrible. But, you know, I you loved it. it. <laughs> Oh, then again, oh, this movie is pretty, pretty bad. Oh, man. Hey, do you think this is a good time to take a break, buddy? Oh, sure. All right. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back after these messages. Do -do 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 -do. And we're back. And we're back. Puff the Magic Dragon. Puff the Magic <laughs> Dragon lives by the sea. <laughs> no? And tons of shade thrown towards Atrex from... Falcor. <laughs> Falcor throws some major shade mm. towards Artex. Let me say a quote <laughs> real quick. Lucky dragons are the only way to travel on, on a, a quest. quest. <laughs> like, dude, Artex just died. You're actually a dead guy. Just died. You're actually a dead guy. That's messed like, up. Or perhaps maybe kicking 
A dead horse? Dad said huh? this bit right before uh? we came back. <laughs> and it's bad. Oh, whatever, man. Anyway, <laughs> the shade was on level 100 like, from Falcor. Shade. And then this is the worst part of all. Atreyu laughs. He did. Like, bro, are you not going to stand up for your, your horse that just died? Traitor. You're better than that, Atreyu. Traitor. Traitor. Get over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, we screamed a lot like this. Okay. Um, onto the movie. Urgle and Engiwok? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Urgle and uh Engiwok. Yeah, Engiwok. those are the, the, the scientists and, and his then, um uh, healer wife. Oh yeah. Right? It was like wife. a healer wife. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you don't treat her very well, that's messed up, man. He doesn't treat her very well at all. What is he, he says that funny line to her? Get out of my life, winch. <laughs> Savage. It is a savage line. Oh, made me and dad laugh, obviously. <laughs> um, my scientific specialty. My scientific speciality. He was, was talking about the um, the gate, the <laughs> Southern Oracle. Like I feel like he's just gonna curl his mustache and just like drink French coffee and like have that just that one tooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like sticking right there. That's it, just the one tooth. And then he's like sticking out his pinky, like mm, very sophisticated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with his one tooth. <laughs> very British of him. Uh, the two gates of the Southern Oracle, kind of creepy. I like him. God, that yellow gate is. Ooh. Well. What is there? No, there's there's two gates, there's and then you one, have and then the, the Southern other. Oracle. Mm-hmm. So you have the yellow one that you have mm-hmm. to go through. The mirror. Uh, and then the mirror, yeah. Um. So, actually, speaking of the first gate, we see this night guy who's like, he seems very brave. He seems very happy. Yeah. And he walks right and he feels great, right? He vaporized. Vaporized. <laughs> Pulverized. Yeah, because uh, he didn't exude confidence while going through the first gate. My thing is, why would you make a death trap just to make sure that he had confidence? That's not right. He has to be worthy in order to go to the Southern Oracle. Not everyone is worthy to go through the two gates. But that's like messed up that people are just like trying to see what they need to do to help their land. And then they get absolutely vaporized. Like, how is that fair? Well, if you're going to send your very best to mm-hmm. protect your land... You want your bravest and most confident, don't you? Well, no. Well, I'm saying like just random people like just trying to save their land to keep their people alive. Well, that's the same thing goes for them. You have to exude confidence in order to get the answers that you need. Yeah. Or or you could just, as Atreyu did, just run it. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> he's sitting there up there. By the way, that was a cool telescope oh, yeah. that yeah. he had, right? Like, I liked it. Like with the crystals, it's like, is this the dark crystal now? Yeah. Ooh. Wait a minute. I haven't showed you dark crystal yet. I'm guessing because of crystals. <laughs> it's a pun. I'm calling cheese on that. <laughs> I'm calling cheese on you, dude. You're calling, cheese on, you're calling cheese on your son? Yes, I'm calling cheese on my son. Matter of fact, you smell like a stinky limb burger, sir. Well, I'm calling Well, I'm calling um rudeness on you. Oh, okay. Well. Savagery. <laughs> you're savagery. So, uh, yeah, you're right. So he goes up to the yellow gate. He made it. He did make it. Well, he had to... He had to book it because he started lacking confidence while he's going up to the gate. You see what I'm talking about? And then um, he totally eats the dirt. He's like, yeah, delicious, perfect dirt. Hey, 
He made it alive, so I'm sure that day that dirt tasted quite well. <laughs> I was like, I'm a lot bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, made me and Dad laugh, as you can tell. Yes, exactly. Um, and then we see him flash into a blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah, that he's in the blizzard, and I believe he's walking towards the Zemir. second gate. Yeah, yeah, it's the second gate. Um, <laughs> he doesn't look. I don't know why, but. I don't know why, but something about, like, the snow looks like they're shredding paper. That's right. (laughs) You said that we were watching a movie. I don't know what you're talking about. It looks like real snow. No, the way it attaches to his hair is what I'm saying. Oh, my It acts like paper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being me, sir. You were, like, really ripping this movie apart, dude. It's an 80s movie with tons of Jim Henson-style effects. Wow, man. Hey, we're going to, man, we're going to fight. If you start talking bad about Jim Henson. <laughs> the only thing I will compliment him for is this movie and the Muppets. Oh my god. I don't think he even had anything to do with this movie. Eh, we'll say it anyways. <laughs> uh, um, they look into the mirror and then he sees a Treyu. Like, literally sees. Well, a Treyu sees Bastion. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Bastion can read that he's seeing him. Yes, yeah, that's exactly how it's going. And then he slams the book and... I feel like he's thinking, like, oh, I'm going to throw this out a window, an open window, so everyone knows I'm here. So disrespectful. It's just the way that he tosses that book aside, Me- man. Like, I, ugh. We, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't like bashing after this point. <laughs> we, we really don't. There's people in this book, man. I know, man. Like, living people! In the book! <laughs> um, and then we make it out. Um, and then we hear the southern, we see the the blue southern oracle. That's which such are a pretty shot. The same, like, golden statue that we saw before, but before, excuse me, I'm sorry, my English gets really messy sometimes, We but with, like, this beautiful blue trim. Yeah. And, like, I just want to go up there and just, like, ride on one of those things. It was, it, like, that whole shot that they have where um, uh, Treyu is walking up to it and they have that really kind of long mm-hmm. shot and you just see, like, his like his shadowy figure, basically, mm-hmm. in between the two and then you have the two, like, that beautiful kind of blue aura that's coming off of the sphinxes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's, that scene is absolutely gorgeous. I would have like a poster of that oh, or like a, like a full on painting, like a mural of just that scene. It's really, really cool. Well, I mean, how much would you pay for it? I, I mean, you know, eh? no, you saw that. You <laughs> I, heard that. I would play a considerable amount of money if I had it, obviously better looking than the gold. Obviously. I think so. Yeah. The Empress, this is why she's sick. This makes me and dad so mad. This is why she's sick. Sick. She needs a new name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? That's the best you could come up with? Dude, you were clowning this part so hard. Like, I I get it. She's sick. There's a new person reading the book. The previous person that read the book gave her a name, but that story ended. This story is just starting. She needs a new name from the new reader. I totally get it. But my thing is, the name, the title of the movie is The Never-Ending Story. And why is that? Because the la- but this is the thing that last story ended. That means every story should be never ending. And it is, it it absolutely is because when the next person picks mm-hmm. it up, the story continues. Ah, and by the way, this human child, this poor human child, get a name or get a name <laughs> for this princess. <laughs> I think we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, everything starts to 
break. Uh, oh yeah, all the stuff yeah, <laughs> starts the to break apart. Yeah, and I said, um, "Oh, that's how the Sphinx lost its nose." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was just teleported to Earth with no nose. Oh my gosh, I love that bit so much, dude! I actually had to pause the movie because I started laughing so hard when you said it, and I was like, "Oh yeah." It's the never-ending story is the reason why the Sphinx lost its nose. That's the whole reason. <laughs> totally makes sense. Totally the Sphinx sense. totally came after the movie. <laughs> totally came after. Oh, man. Um, then we go to, uh... Oh, shoot. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Um, he's on Falcor's back, and they're, like, flying through the air. Yeah. He lost his underwear. ow <laughs> ow <laughs> We didn't put that in. I don't think... People know what that song is. <laughs> People look it up on the internet. Just look it up on YouTube or something. Oh my you'll find gosh! It. It's 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 beautiful. A work of art. <laughs> Poop jokes. Um, he falls off. Yes, he does. He, fall, he falls off, Falcor. Uh huh. Um, there's tons. The nothing is consuming everything. Yeah, he that, falls off Falcor and he ends up on that beach. That Nihilus turtle is gone, <laughs> and he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care that he's gone. You're right, exactly. Um, the rock biter monologue is tough. The rock biter monologue, that was the way that he was talking mm-hmm. about um his hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was tough to listen and to. And then buddy. me and Daddy were so sad. Oh, the poor bat and snail didn't make it. Yeah, the mm-hmm. bat and snail didn't make it. Neither did Teeny Weenie. Teeny Weenie. Well, weenie, the other weenie. the other guy. Well, we we don't talk about him. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk i don't like the way he treated the bat he's a he's a but jerk yeah he was uh he was saying that his hands mm-hmm. he was trying yeah. to protect them mm-hmm. and uh he has that really great line that i wrote down they in look it. like good strong hands don't they that's exactly he's what like, he said but the way that like he says he's like they look like good strong hands just the level of like disappointment and, and sadness and sadness in his voice as he's saying because he wasn't able to protect his guys, man. Oh, that was a rough scene, dude. <laughs> I was patting him on the head to make him feel better. Thank you very much for patting <laughs> me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, the murals of everything that had been happening, and he's like tripped out. He's like, What? This just happened like a couple of minutes ago. I think. You were tripping out a little bit as well because you started questioning me. Like, what is he looking at? Like, weren't all these scenes just happening? Because mm-hmm. he goes in, he uh, he ends up walking through. He passes by the rock biter mm-hmm. when he does that beautiful monologue. And then he goes into that area that's kind of crumbled down. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, crumbled ruins and stuff. And he goes into that room with all the murals and mm-hmm. everything in there. And it's all the stuff that yeah. has already happened. Like, him losing Artex mm-hmm. and um, the scene with Falcor. Falcor! Falcor! And then, of course, he sees the last scene. Which he hasn't had. This bit is like totally like kind of like time travel back to the future stuff. He okay. sees something that hasn't happened yet. And then turns right around and it happens. Yeah. And Gamork is just like, oh, hello. Gamork, man. That whole kind of scene right there when he's just sitting there and he's kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of talking about... He's talking about Atreyu. Yeah. Like, chasing Atreyu to Atreyu, not knowing... That is Atreyu. He's talking to Atreyu. Dude, that was a trip. And he was like, but I lost his uh, scent in the Swamp of Sadness, mm-hmm. I think it was, right? And then um, he does this... He does, like, this great monologue. And I'll read a lot of it. A lot of this. 
Fantasia has no boundaries because they try to go to find the boundaries to find the human child. Yeah, exactly right. Which is that that Gamork yeah. monologue is sick, dude. People, um, which Gamork spits straight knowledge, like knowledge, big IQ, <laughs> um, and then he says people lose hope and forget about their dreams. That's uh, such a that's a tough line to listen to, man. And then that's what that's what the mm-hmm. nothingness is consuming, yeah. basically. Because Fantasia, in, if you haven't noticed, Fantasia, fantasy, mm-hmm. it's the world's fantasy. It's run by imagination. That's right. But when everyone loses their imagination, something in that world crumbles. Well, the world crumbles itself yeah. because imagination is what builds up this yeah. entire world. Which is like when people didn't have access to technology and all this stuff, like they'd use their imagination to think of fantastical worlds where they could escape it yep exactly right and then when people lose hope Mm -hmm. and they don't have uh and they stop having dreams Mm -hmm. the world crumbles and that's where the nothingness come Mm -hmm. in it's some deep stuff dude deep like deep stuff like and this is like a kid's movie man like it's like we're watching the matrix like super deep stuff being said (laughs) um a train destroyed up like he doesn't kill he doesn't care because he says, "Oh, by the way, I'm a tray." You like really? That's right. He does because uh, he uh, he said that he's trying to find yeah. you know the guy. He's like, "Well, I'm a tray, you, and you know I would rather what does he say? I would rather die fighting <laughs> than um, get sucked away in the nothing or something like that." And that's when Gamork um, pounces. Yeah, he pounces on him, right? And then he just absolutely just like, Tink. yeah, dude, he had that like rock blade or something that he sit there and just totally shivs him right there like underneath his uh armpit and it's a wrap it's an absolute wrap so i guess just like you touch his armpit and he just falls (laughs) well i mean he definitely did a little bit more damage than that but yeah he totally he totally took out mork man yeah um Falcor finally comes in at like the last second Mm -hmm. after some of those classic yelling scenes right Atreyu! Falcor! Atreyu! Falcor! We're so sorry people wearing headphones. <laughs> we really are. Just just turn down your headphones. <laughs> um, And then they fly through the ruins of Fantasia, which yeah. was like all these like little like chunks. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, this is total convenience, the tower's still standing? Well, of course, because... She's still waiting. Mm-hmm. She's still waiting for the one element mm-hmm. that uh, she needs to stay alive. Mm-hmm. To rebuild. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I like that whole kind of space scene, too. With, like, the rocks kind of, you know, banging on each other. And I like that when, when the, the, the kind of androids move out of the way and you see the ivory tower. I'm sorry. You can call convenience all you want. But that's a dope shot. That's a super, super dope shot, dude. Oh, and people who were disappointed that they weren't getting any cheese, you got the cheese. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> um, and you actually said this okay. when they're like flying around like the little rock pieces mm-hmm. right before they see the castle. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They look like cheese. They look like like little sections of a D&D map cut out. <laughs> and then they just started putting them in the sky. <laughs> You actually said that. Okay. Um, you can say this. Oh, well, you can say it. 
No, I want you to say The Empress is beautiful. I you wrote it down, you say That's fine. The Empress is beautiful. It has been said. <laughs> By the way, she knew everything that was gonna go down all along. She did. Why did you tell them? <laughs> I'm so tired of you poking holes in one of my favorite movies. Dang it. It's just the process of the movie, man, okay? Stop hating on my movie. <laughs> if she knows to say, just go to her and say, all this stuff is going to go down, you have to get a human child, and you won't die by a Gamorph and won't lose your horse. But then you lose the whole adventure. You lose the whole idea of what the book is about, right? Yeah, but you, but in that bit, like, you have to skip losing Artrix. Yeah, nah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Gosh, dog it. Um, <laughs> um, and by the way, she totally knows. Yeah. Bastion finding out that it's him that they're listening to. Yes. Or no, that, or that um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They totally foreshadow him. And Bastion's like, what the fudge? Yeah, he's like, like hey, wait a minute. This is about me? I mean, cool. Bastion is terrified it terrified, and the Emperor's just straight up talking to him, like, yep. yo. Yeah, she starts yelling, Bastion! Bastion! There's not much time left! You gotta save me! Oh, by the way, yes! It's really, it, it's really you! Yes, it is really you! Say the name, it's real! Say save her, name. Bastion! Save her, Bastion! Like, go and just yell the name, Bastion! Oh, by the way, um, Bastion, say her name, he runs to the window, stares at the window, and he finally yells, Moonchild, because that was his mom's name. Moonchild, yep, was his mom's name, yeah. That's what he yelled into the uh, the storm. Mm-hmm. Moonchild? That's yeah. an interesting name. Oh, yeah, man, that's a total hippie name. <laughs> like, <laughs> her parents were complete hippies, man. Like, oh, hello, Moonchild. How was your day, Moonchild? Oh, uh, this is my brother Sunbeam <laughs> and Winter. <laughs> Sand remains, and um, she's right there with him. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's talking like, to Bastion yeah, now. You yeah. can make any wish and all the wishes you want. So he's basically better than the genie, genie than Aladdin. Yeah, the genie. Right. Well, it's you have what? Uh, so the grain of the sand is the last grain of sand that represents Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Which that whole scene when she's holding in her hand is super beautiful too. Mm-hmm. And but but this is like the thing you have to rub a whole lamp to get this big old genie out. But all you have to do in never-ending stories hold a single grain of sand, and you can get way more wishes and way more possibilities with well, this. Well, I mean, we have to go through a lot to get to that one grain of sand, though. I think I would much rather rub a daggone lamp than lose Artex and then have to go through the nothing, try to find, fight Gomork as well. And I'm sorry, that big old dire wolf, that <laughs> son of a gun, I'm not trying to fight him. Are you kidding me? I would much rather have Jeannie than <laughs> rubbing a lamp than having to go through that whole ordeal. Oh, by the way, and we know through the movie he's so depressed that his mom said, you get your first witch out of all the wishes in the world. I mean, I'm sorry, but I would have wished for my mom. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Me and DJ were talking about this uh, during the course of the movie. How does your number one wish not be to, I don't know, maybe not bring back your mom, but see her one more time? Mm-hmm. And, but yet, what was his number one wish? Although, I can understand why. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's I would totally be down for this. Yeah. I would totally be down for this right at Disneyland. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Number one wish? Mm-hmm. 
I'm riding Falcor. Uh, Falcor, give me a good old trip in Fantasia. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ride Falcor too, but I'm still just flummoxed by the whole fact yeah. that he didn't pick his mom, but he wanted to ride the dragon. I'm not completely mad Honestly, at it. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm okay with this. Artex is back, baby. That's right, man. We got to ride Falcor. We see him riding around Fantasia, and we see Atreyu riding Artex. Actually, I wonder if this is during his adventure back in time, and he's just seeing him on his adventure. But he didn't realize that that was the person riding Falcor. You know, that's a great point. I, Oh, wow. I never really thought about that. That's very interesting. That might be the case, actually. So maybe Artex really does get KO'd. And we, but it's just a time loop. You know, I don't, I don't think that's the case though. Honestly, I think that the, the nothing was fixed, mm -hmm. um, after the, uh, her getting the name. Mm -hmm. So once, once Moonchild mm -hmm. received her name, um, everything was fixed mm -hmm. in the world of Fantasia. So I think everything is, um, back to what it was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then they break the fourth wall. Okay, they break the fourth wall. And now they're in the human world, and they scare all the kids. <laughs> they scare boys, like, That's like the most player move ever. Oh, absolutely. Like, like You're going to get some girls like doing that. Oh, and, and not only that, like, if I had some bullies... Oh. Oh, you better believe... Falcor, disintegrate. Oh, those guys right there. <laughs> We're taking them out, buddy. Disintegrate. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know that trash bin that's out there in the alley? <laughs> yeah, we're going to take them over there and let them have a little bit of a... Uh, dumpster dive. Dumpster dive action over there for <laughs> sure. But, like, the most savage thing of all, he'll go off, grab a lock, and just lock the trash <laughs> yeah, bin. That's right. That would be so Oh, savage. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's it. We're going to go ahead and lock that up. A little padlock. Good luck figuring it out, buddy. <laughs> that's super savage, though, but it's kind of player. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> and uh that's ladies and gentlemen yeah i think that's the movie dude and we actually covered this one relevantly fast i think we went a little uh, a little bit faster a on this more one off on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh ladies and gentlemen thank you again so much for listening to us over the past couple of weeks this one is delayed by a day we are so sorry about that but yeah, um, some issues yeah, but if you're hearing this, we should be out on Tuesday, like the Tuesday, 2nd of March. Like late Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. No, I think it was early Tuesday. I think yeah, we'll be able to get Tuesday. it out there. Anyway, uh, once again, thank you so much, Deej. Tell the people. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. And remember, uh, go visit us on our IG page. What's our IG again, Deej? Movies my dad made me watch underscore podcast in case any of you have been confused because we just say the full podcast without the underscore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, find us there. We want to see your top five greatest dragons list as well. And we hope to see some uh, poof the magic dragon. <laughs> it's puff the magic dragon, not poof. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, episode four... Did we figure out what we're going to do yet, or do we want to surprise the people? We figured out what we're going to do. Okay. Tell the people what we're going to do for episode four. So, um, we're going to do the greatest out of the Captain America films, because Civil War is pretty good, mm -hmm. but this is one that me and Dad went to see in the theater together. 
And it was actually a really special fo- moment for us, especially back then. Yeah. It's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's, I think, one of the best Marvel movies in the MCU for sure. And we're actually going back to DJ's top five mm-hmm. uh, list again. Next week. And, yeah, next week. And Captain America ranks at number three. So if you want to watch it before the podcast, that would be fantastic. Uh, if not, we should see you guys next week, uh, next Monday. We should be back on schedule. Uh, adios. Adios, guys. And remember... Be kind. Smile. Don't drink. Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't drink. Don't do drugs. Or if you're an adult, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It's your choice. Yeah. Uh, but remember to smile at someone today because you never know what they're going through, guys. Y'all take care and we'll Peace. see you next week.